Hey there, my name is Kate Wilhoff, and today I'm going to be discussing the book Sing Unburied Sing by Jessamyn Ward for my book talk. So, to quickly summarize the novel, we have Jojo, who had, who's a young African-American boy who has recently turned 13, and he lives with his grandparents, Pop and Ma'am, and he takes care of his little sister, Kayla, who is three years old at the time while his father Michael is in prison across the state of Mississippi, and his mother Leone is in his life, but mentally she is not there, and the emotional ties and connections she has with Jojo is pretty much cut. So we get to learn more about her and her past, and I really think the unique thing about this book is how we have three different perspectives we have Jojo, we have Leone, and then we have um, Richie, who's actually a ghost from the past. So it's kind of cool to see divided worlds coming together throughout these pages. We have the spirit world, we have the human world, all just neatly written out, but with complex, complex features and context, or yeah, context that really underlies different themes and I think the importance of this book is finding peace and just basically accepting the here and now but figuring out how to get through it and moving on to something better as we learn more about the past and the present intertwining with each other and how it makes the book how it makes the plot the way it is and I think that all ties into how we can say the that this book is a piece of literature because I think literature personally, yes, it has figurative language. It has all those components. It has deep, deep explanations of why characters are the way they are with the setting characterization. But I think it's really all about how the author wants the reader to feel when reading it. They want it to, they want the reader to see how beautiful the work is, to see how everything is laid out and, just the whole content of the book and some quotes I really picked up on through the book was Jojo in chapter one says I want pop to know I can get bloody now in this particular scene Jojo is helping he's assisting pop to slaughter a farm animal because they live they have a farm and little farm in their yard and they help take care of it but I interpreted it as more of you know, helping him with the animal, of course, but it takes on a different meaning later in the book when he has to deal with all these hard truths and things that a 13-year-old shouldn't know about his family, things like the dark past and secrets and just all the things that he has to be exposed to. And this is sort of a coming-of-age book, I feel. Although JoJo's not the only person talking, we still get that experience from him we still get those just what how he views everything and I liked I particularly like this one quote that Leone mentioned she said growing up out here in the country taught me things now we can relate this to the setting in Mississippi this was actually I mean in the book they are talking this was I think in 2005 between between 2005 and 2006 in the book right after Hurricane Katrina. And maybe the hurricane not only destroyed things physically, 
like building structures, but it mentally, emotionally destroyed some of the characters. However, Leonie, I think what the quote, like growing up out here in the country taught me things, she really interpreted that as she grew up trying to help her, like she grew up like seeing all these things, like her mother who's dying of cancer, ma'am, like that's what Jojo calls her. We also see, we learn about her past. We learn about how she deals with things. And I think one of the main things that really kept Leonie mentally just not like not there, not present, not wanting to be present with her children and family is mainly because of the de- horrific death of her brother, Given, who had died actually from her husband, Michael. Michael's cousin had shot Given in a fit of rage. Not just any rage, but racist rage. As Leonie has an interracial relationship with Michael, so she experiences racism, and she fe- I think she feels like she is very, like the world is against her, everything is against her, so why should she care? Why should she try to be better for herself? And it's just a lot to handle, I think, for her. I know I kind of went off into like a little rant about that, but I think part of Leonie's story is like, is why the book is such a brilliant piece of literature. It tells such a captivating story that I don't think really can be interpreted any in any other form. So I thought that was really interesting to look at that. And so, sorry, I keep saying that a lot, but Another factor I wanted to talk about was why is the author important? Not necessarily the speakers and the way the author writes about the book, but like why is she personally so vital to this story? And she actually grew up in Mississippi. She lives with her family in Mississippi. So she tied the book almost around that setting. Maybe she experienced racism. She's you know, African-American, so she could have, I think, if she had experienced racism, she could have also put that into the book so people could understand what that's like, understand just being so, having so much prejudice being carried onto you. Not only with the racism and the violence throughout the book, I think she really could relate to losing someone, relate to having such a tragic past or having just something taken, something taken from her as Leone's brother was taken from her. And the author really, she put so much in depth and different figurative language references throughout the book with metaphors and allusions, similes, all that. But I think her connection to not just the geography and the setting, but to the actual experience really helped her through um, right throughout the book. And in her notes in the book, she mentioned how she was hesitant to write about a ghost. Not just a ghost, but from the perspective of a ghost, from a spirit. As I don't think anyone truly knows what that's like. Because if they were, then they would be somewhere else. They would not be here in the human world. But she really did, I think she did a fantastic job of finding a way to make it unique, different, and just not normal. Just 
abnormal for the whole thing. But besides her importance to the book, I think that the text has a different kind of writing for this particular time period. Like we're talking in Mississippi, like rural Mississippi, early 2000s, but there was still, I think, just different aspects of life and compared to now, you know, 2021 and 2005, there was still racism going on in the book because um, Michael was Caucasian, Leonie was African-American as well as Jojo and Kayla. And you can really understand the tension and throughout a section of the book when Leonie and her children and Michael go visit Michael's parents, Big Joseph. And Big Joseph and his wife, his wife isn't, I I think she's not as racist as he is, but Big Joseph was the antagonist, I think, and just very disapproved of their relationship. And the way, I know I kind of went off about that as well, but I think the author really, she wrote in the style of metaphors to kind of hide that, to hide those, you know, racism or like racist tones and meanings and just the um, context it was it was given in. Even though the author, I think, wanted to be very blunt about it, she didn't want it to come off as too harsh and just too painful. She wanted to make sure it was evident and that it showed, but like in the same text, context that it's all it shouldn't all be like thrown out there like I think she was trying to write in the way of as subtle but just you could distinctive like you could pick up on it so I think that was a she kind of tied around the time frame with the setting and just the genre of how she wrote the book and I was going through the book how to read literature like a professor and I found three different chapters that I think tied to the book really well. The first one I read was Geography Matters. And I think this is so vital. Mississippi and the South, like, I think that was just very, like, you could tell that there's so much history there. So much enriched history of, you know, not just, like, um, racism or, um, sorry, <laughs> violence, or anything terrible like that, but there's a, there's a story there in the roots. There, it just, it really the setting can make or break a book, I believe. So, that was a, I think she made a good choice on that. Another chapter I read was "Don't Read with Your Eyes," and I interpret that as just kind of go with your heart and like your gut, because yes. You're, you're going to interpret things differently as you read throughout the book. And you just kind of look at the words literally and the, you know, big definitions and all that. But you need to really get step into the character's shoes. Like, try to fit into that mold of their perspective, what they're thinking, what they're feeling. I think it helps writing more about them, like for AP exam prompts and all that. But you can understand, like, be so in-depth with yourself and the character. You can make so many connections that way to help write better. And another chapter I went got into was 
more than it's gonna hurt you concerning violence and throughout this book it was so much violence for example we hear about Richie the ghost and how he is correlated with um, Jojo's grandfather Pop because they both were wrongfully accused of a crime back in their teenage days as they attend as they were shipped off to Parchment, this prison that Michael is currently at. Now, Pop was 15, barely a teenager, while Richie was 12, the youngest inmate there. And unfortunately, the racism and like just all these terrible things being thrown at them and all these disadvantages leaning on them, it caused Richie's death. It really did. And I think... With violence and everything, Richie actually died in a better way than he was to go. And I mean that by, so, um, yeah, I sorry, I'm trying to like, explain this really fast. But basically, there was an incident at the camp, and, um, they, and so Richie tried to run off and escape with another man, but the other man got caught and was brutally killed. And River, who is known as Pop, did not want to see that happen to Richie. Like, he really cared for him. He did not want him to die in that lynching, tragic way. So, as heartbreaking as it is, River decided to kill Richie then and there with a um, shiv and just do it quickly as possible so he wouldn't be in any more pain. Now, that, I know, is very heartbreaking for River because he has to live with that. But I think he did the right thing because who knows what could have happened to Richie. He could have gotten lynched or something worse. And I kind of tied that with concerning violence. Because there are just different ways to be, to be like, how pain inflicted upon you emotionally, physically. All those different things. Psychology. I can't talk. Psychology. Okay, never mind. I'll forget that word. But, um... I just think that was very vital to the story and how it continued throughout. But there's one piece of text for an AP essay that I really thought was beneficial. So it was from 1971, but it talks about like the adventures of Huckleberry Finn and how the full significance of the title becomes apparent to the reader only gradually and how to choose two works and show how the significance of their respective titles is developed through the author's use of devices like contrast, repetition, illusion. And I think throughout the book, I, I truly understood how the title Sink, Unburied Sink came to be because throughout the book, there were different tones and underlying themes of how Jojo and Leone and Richie all endured pain and suffering and just mental struggles and how they just viewed their life and you could say Richie's past life and how they reflected upon that almost like a pond like you know when you look into a pond of water and you see your reflection staring back at you I think it was almost like that like a mirror of reality of what was real and what was what, what, like, what, okay, I can't talk, but, like, past tense, if you know what I mean. For example, a very pivoting moment in the book that kind of registered in my mind as a um, factor of, like, oh, wow, they're related, you know, was when Jojo and Kayla 
really like they were listening in like they could they thought they were able to hear Richie talk to them like they could see him they could talk to him they could hear him it was like they had this ability this gift of talking to the dead and this was also mentioned by ma'am Jojo's grandmother because she believed that she had that quality too and that it was generational and that kind of explains it when Leone is able to talk to her dead brother given when she um gets high on drugs and you know she sees him and people like know that's not normal of course but that was a really big moment of how the book title is pertaining to the characters and how they all just reflect upon each other. For example, I think when Jojo's grandmother, Ma'am, dies towards the end of the book, she finds herself at peace. And Leone sees Given kind of finding himself at peace because he is present. She can see him. She can hear him present in the room that Ma'am dies. As well as with Jojo and Kayla, who can hear Richie as Richie is still stuck in this, his past life of torture and pain, and he doesn't know where to go or how to get there because he's not necessarily in the human world. He's still in the spirit world, but he's stuck. He's grounded. And I think when Richie was able to connect to Pop through JoJo, that really came into, like, it clicked to my head that the book is all about the ghost and, like Richie and all the other ghosts at the end of the book, finding out how their stories, like their origin of the stories, like how they died, why they died, where they died, and all those details. And it was really surprising to me that Kayla, a three-year-old, could, she was starting to sing to the ghosts at the end of the book in the tree, and they, like it didn't help them, like it helped them like stay like relieved and all that. It didn't help them move on though, but it gave them a sense of content and relief like emotions i don't think they were able to feel as being spirits and all that i know this discussion went over the 15 minute line but i just thought that was very important to discuss that and how everything is correlated with each other even though there's a giant division you know between ghosts and humans and all that it's still very very well intertwined so that is my discussion I hope y'all really enjoyed it and hope to read the book because it was really good. So, yeah. <laughs> but bye, guys.